Sometimes in life, you find yourself on the right side of the line. This looks like what Roger Moore would look like if he had his feet up in imaginary stirrups while he was laying out on a beach towel. Brent, that, that just taint right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised they use toilet paper. Uh-huh. That Dixie cup you're drinking from looks like a shot glass. Did your head get that much bigger? It looks like the Unabomber with a hat on. Now a member of the Global Ag Network. What are you, an idiot or something? I mean, that's basically what it's come to, is they think we're all a bunch of idiots and we don't know what context means and this and that. Everybody, this is the Dryline Farmer Podcast, and I'm your host, Brent Carlson, along with me, as always, Lantoast, Nolan. What's going on, Brent? Not much, man. How is the Hereford grain? Have you finally gotten the hookers off the front curb at Hereford grain yet? I hope so. From the last Harvest Fest. <laughs> yeah, the har- since the last Harvest Moon. Yeah, Harvest, <laughs> as we call it. <laughs> and uh, and almost all these, as always, we have with us the, co- the co-host, the host, the only host of the Moving Iron Podcast and soon-to-be fill-in host for Coast to Coast AM, Casey Seymour, live from Nebraska. What's going on up in the Great White North? Uh, Actually, that's Canada. Kind of the coronavirus. Nice. Do uh, are they handing out like sugar cube vaccines yet up there? Not yet. They haven't quite got that far yet. They are handing out smallpox blankets. Well, yeah, the, the, we're already standing in line for bread stores down here, so you know it's it's good good old Bernie Sanders country. But uh, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's great and wonderful. But uh, well, speaking of idiots in politics, uh, we're actually going to. I know I promised I'd never do it. And um, I guess it kind of, since it affect, doesn't really affect ag, it just includes ag so much that I had to put it in this episode. That was one of the things I, I agreed upon to be on this podcast was that we don't talk politics. Let me check this con- the contract you signed here. Let's see. <laughs> hang on, hang on. Oh, that's right. You didn't sign up effing contract. Okay, good. Because that, that's really fortunate for me because usually contracts constitute some kind of pay scale. So um, I'm kind of home free on that one. But... No, we're talking um, the Bloomberg fiasco and um, people arguing, even uh, infighting in the... Of course, I mean, it all comes back to ag Twitter, because, I mean, if, you, if you're if you not on Twitter, do you actually exist? I don't know. At least not in farming. So um, there are people... You can't out. hear a tree fall in the woods. That's true, you know. But, well, before we get any further... So we're going to talk about, you know, how just stupid do they think we are? And when I say they, I mean anybody... That is a left-leaning person, <laughs> but um, so that's what we're going to talk about today. We've got some. Uh, it's not. I guess it's almost like a panel. I mean, we're not really a panel. We're not. We don't have an IQ quotient high enough to really have a panel. But um, today we're going to do that. But before we get any further, we're going to tell you where you can find all of these podcasts. Okay, so once you start it off, where do you find the Moving Iron Podcast? And what the hell? How many times are you going to talk about the solar minimum? As many times as possible, Brent, because. Everyone is, I guess, too dumb to understand what that means. So, uh, now, you can find the uh, Moving Iron Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever. Global Ag Network, any place you can find a, uh, a uh, podcast out there. Also, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Moving Iron Podcast. 
So uh, check out my website, movingironlc.com. Uh, all things that are global ag related or now, do you have a, a link for speaker invitations for the Moving Iron Podcast? Um, no, no. Because aren't you like on the speaking circuit now? I've done it twice. So yeah, I guess it's that complicated. Well, that's not really a circuit. It's more of a short circuit. It's more of a pair. <laughs> do what? It's more of a pair. <laughs> yeah, it's a pair of, it's a pair of gig. Do you call them gigs yet? Yeah, I do. I do refer to them as gigs. Oh so, God! Okay. Listen to <laughs> listen to freaking Ben Shapiro over here from Nebraska. You got a gig. <laughs> I'm I'm <If>, talking gigs. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah, um, dude, we sound good. <laughs> <laughs> the the band is back to Mouse Rat. Um, I, I have to admit, I would probably call them gigs too if I had them, but I would be doing stand up and I uh, hadn't done that in a while. So maybe, maybe I'll get down to Lubbock here before the spring starts up. But, uh, yeah, that's where you can find the, uh, Moving Iron podcast, uh, Global Ag Network, of course, all the exact same places that you find the Dryland Farmer podcast. We're all over Twitter, Facebook. And now I know we're on Spotify because I got an email from Libsyn so that, that more than half of their, or at least half of the, your downloads come from Spotify, and I was not on it, even though I can't remember if Global Ag Network huh. sends them out to Spotify. So nonetheless, um, that's where it's at. Um, uh, Casey, now can we find you on YouTube yet? Oh, yeah. We got a YouTube channel. Okay. Uh, real creative. It's the Moving Iron Podcast YouTube Fun with Flags. Is that your next episode? Yeah, it could be it. Yeah, pretty much so. Well, that solar minimum deal's so played out, so I figured you might move on to something else. Well, we're still we're still working on uh, getting on YouTube. We we'll probably get on YouTube here pretty quick, Kent Landon. Uh, I got got to get one more camera and uh, and uh, the terrorist hostage backdrop like Casey has. So uh, <laughs> still working on that. But well, guys, um, went skiing, Casey, over in New Mexico. Do you have a pl- do you have a place to go skiing? You're what a few hours from Denver, right? Yeah, we're. There's a place over in Wyoming that we, which we go. I haven't been there yet. Snowy rain, go shred. I haven't been there yet. So that was the first time in like, let's see, first time since we got married that we went skiing, and I could not believe how it is. Are you so, still good? I am still freaking, dude. I. You hear like that? Bike, you hear that jingling coming down the down the slopes? That's my gold medals from the Tokyo Olympics back in whenever it was. But uh, you know, it's so much like riding a bike. I couldn't believe how the muscle memory really works. <laughs> we, we should do an episode about things that are just like riding a bike. <laughs> uh, six. <laughs> I don't go long enough to have to worry about forgetting it. Um. Anyway, so yeah, that was a great and wonderful. Uh, speaking of the northern states up there, I noticed that Oregon is. They've got a consortium of conservatives trying to uh, get a good part of Oregon into Idaho and let Idaho annex part of Oregon, just like, um, who is it, uh, Southern and Central Illinois is trying to get away from uh, Chicago and make their own state. So uh, good luck with that. I mean, That would be like completely awesome. That would almost be as awesome as a 747 with the United States of America plastered on the side doing a low flyby over the Daytona 500. Yeah. That's how awesome that would be. Nothing screams America more than the, uh, the Air Force One. I mean, the wife beater, the yeah. wife beater vote has got to be a lock now. <laughs> oh, yeah. We got it. We got it. <laughs> As if he didn't really already have them in the bag. That was a lock. I mean, yeah, even lock, even Jeff Gordon was getting all over it, man. What's it, funny is is the wife beater vote it probably like votes pretty pretty, pretty yeah pretty good percentage pretty red vote. anyway kind of like their necks. 
Well, they Hey-o. actually get out. They actually get out and vote. Yeah, that's yeah. Of course, you gotta you gotta count. You gotta knock out all the felonies that uh, you know require them not to be able to vote. So, uh, but yeah, the showmanship of the president. I mean, whether you like or hate the guy, whatever emotion you had for the guy got greatly and ex- exponentially multiplied by that little stunt he pulled <laughs> because you either really 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 hate the guy now or you uh, just absolutely want to i don't know maybe casey wants to lick his toes i don't but um fortunately i was on the fence about him um when the last election came around but god almighty i know that's not what you base a uh, your vote on for the president but god, god it doesn't hurt <laughs> did you ever drive around a lap in nascar yes yes <laughs> did you do a low flyby in a government airplane that cost a million dollars an hour to run did you do a low flyby? Did you like kick out the F 16s out of the way just so you could do a low <laughs> flyby? I'm surprised they didn't like do a smoke, like some kind of smoke deal coming out of the engines or that, that would have been the best. There hasn't yeah. been an intro like that since the first Batman movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the parade. <laughs> I felt, I didn't, I felt so, I felt just as American as I did when I saw Lieutenant Dan standing up in the crow's nest. Well, he wasn't standing. He had to, didn't have his magic legs yet, but he was up in the crow's nest busting out all that shrimp in the middle of that hardcore <laughs> storm with a yeah. freaking American flag busting out of the top of the crow's nest, man. That was freaking America. Yeah. I mean, I, I bled, which, I mean, everybody bleeds red. But I bled red, white, and blue that day, my friends. Well, guys, we're already almost out of our first segment, so we'll just pile all this crap in after our sponsor this uh, for this week. And I can't remember. It seems like we had a reality show that called us up and wanted a sponsorship. So, yeah, that's right. Um, Stupid Farmer or something like that. Um, they give tips or they get uh, an ordinary city folk to come out and um, try to plant corn and see how that works out. Well, they've got a farmer there. Um, you know, just a dirt farmer that uh, comes out there and gives them like five minutes and it teaches them how to be a farmer. And it's a, it's a really an innovative show. We hope it comes out. We hope it makes it past the pilot. Free so, labor. Especially since they're a sponsor, because if they don't make it past the pilot, the sponsorship's not going to last very long. So we've got that. And then I guess we might have a weather forecast. I think we missed them last week, but uh, maybe they were on ski vacation. I can't remember. But nonetheless, we've got all that and more on the Dryline Farmer Podcast. Coming. This fall on Fox. Twelve well-educated white city people come to the desolate land of Southern Illinois. One fifth-grade educated farmer with a pet chicken. What happens when this group of people come together? Well, stay tuned this fall because... One farmer gives a five-minute Fred talk on how to grow corn. Five minutes is all the contestants will get, and then they will have 115 days to make it to a harvestable crop. They don't even have to harvest it. They just have to get it there. Just water it, fertilize it, sit on their asses, and wait for it to grow. Because apparently, that's all it takes. Just some dumbass with a can of water, a little luck, and religion is all it takes to get corn to grow. We'll see if that's true when these 12 highly educated, college educated, some with PhDs, show up to prove anybody can be a farmer. Check out Hey Stupid! This Fall.
on Fox. Hey, 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 this is Radar Ricardo. And then it's Eddie. We'll bring you here. It's time for a podcast with an update. Well, Brent, we, we really want to stop right here and say thank you for the, uh, the time off you've given us. Uh, it's kind of been a slow last couple of weeks, so we didn't really have anything like, new because like the weather is like same. Well, I mean, I know you got some snow or whatever, and it's like, you know, that's kind of like not normal for you, and you kind of get all like crazy when people like drive around and like crank or whatever, and they always blame like that snowman, like the weatherman, not the snowman, it's just snowman that has more blame than, than the weather guy, but uh, and, like they didn't know the snow was coming even though we told them like you know 10 days ahead of time but uh no no that's fine so we're happy we're kind of refreshed from the time off and um this week you know it's gonna be kind of chilly again i mean once again it is it is winter time so you know i don't know what everybody's getting all hot hot and bothered or whatever so uh with that said, you know, me and Diego just kind of been laying low. Uh, he wanted to go skiing or whatever, and I said, man, man, kind of don't go skiing, man. They go, they go water skiing. They go to go beat the snow skiing. That's a honky sport. But uh, nonetheless, uh, he wanted to go, so we went. We just stayed on the beach of Bunny Slope most of the time because we're like first-timers or whatever, and we just like had a snowplow, or they call it, they don't call it snowplow no more. They call it pizza and french fries. But, uh, you know, we snowplowed and slowed down and French fried to go really pizza rapido. So uh, we did that, and we only fell, like, every, like, 15 feet or whatever. But, uh, hey, Bato, you know, you live, you learn, and you ski. Ah, ah, nah. Hey, Bato, this week's sponsor is uh, Ace Stupid. Um, it's a new reality show, Bato. I'm not sure what channel it's on yet, but uh, they get they get city folk out there, and then they get, like, one farmer to kind of, like, teach them how to, like, uh, oh, God. Keep them out of like front the feature corner or whatever and it, it, it's a, like it's a whole debacle about though. This is El Radar Ricardo, the Serio. Back to you. Alright guys, thanks for that uh forecast. Kinda cold it sounds and uh you know, like I said, I hate to be that guy, but I'm gonna go ahead and say it. It's winter. What do you expect? Well guys, it is time to for us to we're gonna slow down the podcast and talk a little slower for all you fellow farmers out there. Because we know it's kind of hard for you to understand when uh, people talk too fast. And we know, that, especially down here in Texas, we talk a little slower because it just can't get past this minimal amount of gray matter that we have in our heads. So we really have to talk a little slower, and we even have to drive slower. I know I'm usually lost on this podcast. I don't. That, why do you think I stutter so much? Because <laughs> so, I get too fast for even myself. I don't even know what I'm saying. But, uh, you have to slow down, Brent. I can't keep up. <laughs> what I couldn't understand you, Sandal. Did you speed up? Did I speed up the podcast? Who's, who's talking? Who, who is? Who's here? Where What's are you? What's going on? <laughs> There's voices in my ears right now that I can't describe who they are. This is Art Bell. We're talking with three midgets from the Southern Crust. <laughs> they only speak in one-syllable words and only believe in the color purple. Right now, and after that, from Peman Enterprises. See, I couldn't even do that bit right. Okay, guys, here we go. And Casey, I know you can't hear it, but I'm going to play a little intro. Here we go. All right, Landon. Now, uh, are you like me? Do you like to eat your cereal with a fork? <laughs> no. <laughs> or maybe with chopsticks? Because um, I'm thinking, I'm thinking that they're thinking that that's what we do down here, anywhere east and south of Washington D.C. You agree? At least Michael Bloom. Well, maybe New York City. Surely we've advanced to at least a spork. 
<laughs> Don't say spork around my boys. They'll want to go watch Toy Story 4 again. <laughs> God, they love that freaking movie. But um, so, yeah, we're talking uh, how us dumb dirt farmers and uh, sod people or whatever they call them in Star Wars um, do when they're cleaning the evaporators over there in Tatooine. But no, so Michael Bloomberg started a actually it didn't start. It was a I'm looking at the quote and I'm sure everybody on Act Twitter at least has heard about this story by now where uh, Bloomberg is. And uh, we'll get into this, whether he's we're taking this out of context or he's actually really saying what he's saying. Uh, but this quote actually actually comes from uh, <laughs> no none other than the Bloomberg News site, <laughs> which I thought was ironic, from November 17th of 2016, where Bloomberg says, quote, if you think about it, the agrarian. Could you look up agrarian real quick, Landon? I don't know what that quite means. Agrarian? <laughs> I know what it means. The agrarian society lasted 3,000 years, and we can teach processes. I can teach anybody, even people in this room, so no offense intended, even though you just offended an asshole, to be a farmer. It's a process. You dig a hole, you put a seed in, you put dirt on top, you add water, up comes corn. You can learn that. Then you had 300 years of the industrial society. You put the piece of metal on the lathe. You turn the crank in the direction of arrow. Uh, apparently this guy's not smart enough to use enough prepositions and you can have a job and we created a lot of jobs at one point 98 percent of the world worked in agriculture today it's two percent of the united states now that, that's because farming has gotten so much easier is that it now comes the information ec economy and the information economy is fundamentally different because it's built around replacing people with technology and the skill sets that you have to learn are how to think and analyze and that is a whole degree level different. You have to have a different skill set. You have to have a lot more gray matter. It's not clear that the teachers can teach or the students can learn. I'm not sure what the hell that means. And so the ch maybe that's because I'm so stupid. And so the challenge of society is to find jobs for these people. So let me back up here and say, first of all, I know, Casey, you're an equipment guy, so you don't really know anything about agriculture. But... <laughs> Digging a hole, putting a seed in, you put dirt on top, you add water, and up comes the corn. Is that pretty much it? That's, that's what I remember. I mean, I remember when I was going to Kansas State, when all the guys graduated from ag school, they got a pair of bib overalls, a plaid shirt, <laughs> a straw hat. And then you were out, you know, you're out on your own. You're going to get after it. So, um, and a goat to I, marry. I, it, that, that, <laughs> that statement is, is kind of almost dumb thing. It would have made it better if he'd have done like a Ricky Bobby thing. I mean, with all due respect, sir, and I mean with all due respect. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I, I said no offense. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey. I said I said with all due respect. <laughs> Whenever anybody says with all due respect, yeah. somebody's about to get disrespected. Yeah. I mean, that is. I mean, yeah. that's nothing new. I don't. Well, I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. if I say you're a complete pasty asshole, but I say no offense. Yeah. You can't say anything. Yeah, no, no it's offense. good to go. Because so I said, I said no offense. It doesn't count. Um, well, what so, kills me about guys like him that don't understand when you look at agriculture, the amount of technology that's in agriculture right now. Um, yeah, as far as I'm concerned, and I'd argue this with anybody out there, that there's more technology in agriculture than there is in any other industry. Uh, period. I mean, look at machines that drive themselves with GPS. You look at uh, the way machines can use artificial intelligence to, um, just as much as everything else does right now, 
how farmers use uh, their cell phone to control the, the pivot out there in the middle of the night. Um, oh, turn it on, shut it off. Water probes. We go out there and, and, and help you build a, uh, what your moisture profile looks like. I mean, well, Casey, before before we get too deep into that, we'll get to that. But first of all, what I wanted to cover is um, before we get into any of our other like what exactly what you were just talking about is there any possible way we're taking this out of context or does this guy really think we're all that stupid now to me no, i really believe he's that he's that dumb kate uh landon oh i don't know what it, i mean it was i mean for me it was pretty easy i know you know these guys think we're that stupid you I, know I hate when people say thing you take things out of context i mean it is what it what you said is what you said. I mean, well, no, I mean, there's, there's obviously context comes into play all the time. I mean, t- yeah, there are times I'm mostly referring to athletes when they just say the stupidest thing ever, and then they their automatic response is, "No, you took it out of context." Yeah, well, I mean, that's their PR guys talking to them, but I mean, just on face value, this guy is a billionaire in New York City, a liberal, and you think this guy has a whole lot of use for the common person. I mean, let, let's let's go ahead and generalize a little here. Probably a good majority of the New Yorkers think they're better than everybody else, just like pretty much all Texans think they're better than everybody else, which we are. So, I mean, it kind of works. But, you know, big city, L.A., New York, I mean, you could say I'm generalizing, and I am, because I'm probably almost correct that most of those people that live, you know, work in tall, you know, work in tall buildings, work in the city, urban, all that, even when people that grew up in farming communities, small towns, and they moved to the big city, it's, I mean, no offense, <laughs> but they tend <laughs> to get a whole lot smarter than you that stayed behind. Is that, I mean, I know there's, Certainly. maybe there's people that listen to this that that defines them. Probably not. I'm, most of the people probably listen probably are still where they're at, just like I am. Do we get a lot of New York downloads? <laughs> Let me look it up. I know we got a couple from Osaka the other day. I mean, we're not getting thousands and thousands like the Moving Iron podcast is, but um, it's um, we're, we're on we're on the te- we're on the um, what do you call it? We're uh, riding his ta- um, coattails, so that's how smart I am. I can't even get that out. Okay, so I'm going to do show stats. Uh, let's see here, United States. We have gotten two downloads in New York so far, <laughs> and I don't know Sweet. which this is. My. This says the most came from Yakima, Pasco, Richland, and Kennewack. That's in Oregon, yo. Who is getting <laughs> crazy on the dry line farm? I'm going to have to send some koozies up to that freaking uh, blue state. That can't be right. I've got, I've got a bunch of listeners in, in Dublin. In where? In Dublin. Okay. Huh. Dublin, Ireland. Oh, Dublin. Okay. I couldn't tell your, your fake Irish accent there. So I have got more... I've got more. I've got two in Romania as well. I've got just as many in Romania as I do in New York. So I've got that going for me. But I digress. So, um, you know, there's just kind of a you can say what you want, and people can argue me if, if with me if they want to. But um, chances are, people in urban and big city environments, and maybe no fault of their own, just because their environment, they're gonna be just a little more evolved than the rest of us out here in the agrarian society, if they want to call it that. But, you know, as far as back to my first question, um, that um, we, you know, we're taking this out of context, probably not. I, I knew immediately, I'm like, this guy has disdain for people that are, you know, labor intensive and not technology or, you know, high profile, high management types. I'm, 
I mean, it just kind of goes without saying that this probably got this guy probably doesn't have a whole lot of respect for the common man. So you know, okay, Landon didn't really know right off the bat whether this guy was the uh, automatically thinking that everybody else was less than him. But I'm thinking Landon's probably gonna come around. So the you know it leads me. So we answer the question: Are we taken out of context? I think it's almost unanimous that we probably aren't. Now the next question is: Should we be offended? And I always say, I'm not really ever offended. I just think you're stupid. Should we be surprised? I think that's an easy no. Well, you know, running a newspaper is pretty simple. You put some words on a piece of paper, people read it, and next thing you know, you got news. So it's pretty simple. Not, yeah. And all you do is steal somebody else's keyboard, paint it, and yeah. you call it a market terminal. If only we were smart <laughs> enough to read it. Yeah, if only we were, yeah, that's true. If only we were yeah. smart enough to read big words. Yeah. So, um, you know... I always say, I always say, regardless. I mean, I guess you can be offended about something if you want to, but I'm just not ever. I just think you're stupid, is what I think, and um, that's really all it kind of amounts to with me. Because I mean, where's it going to get you? You know, where's it going to get you? So the question remains: is how now, Casey? Now go back to what you were saying, since you're a equipment guy, so you're all about technology. Now you were talking. And uh, since you're not just a direct farmer or anything, why don't you give your rundown on what farmers actually have to deal with? When you when you were going into it, I was thinking, you know, you're listing off all the technology that we have uh, that we work with, but the support system versus a, you know, a large corporation or even a small company that has their own in-house tech support, in-house, you know, IT and all that stuff. Um, well, farmers are out in the field, and yes, granted, I mean, we're always equipped with all kinds of communication we can call somebody but that is not always available whereas we might be in somewhere where you can't get any service or yeah, um, they usually don't work saturdays no they don't work saturdays like um a lot of uh, other non nine to five jobs do so uh you know okay uh, farmers are sometimes you know not i wouldn't say not even close to the majority of the time but a lot of time we're uh, out there left to our own devices and um short of um even you know a tractor failing or a tractor Having some kind of code come up in the um, in the in that pan or not on the panel, but the corner post there of your cab, and there's nothing you can do about it, and you're sitting there, and you have a phone call, and nobody will call you back. So um, that's just one of my takes on the actual technology that we deal with and the lack of support that a lot of other uh, large scale operations have. So Casey, you were talking about moisture probes and all that, and yes, we've used that. So why don't you continue on? What you've seen as you go out and make your sales calls and uh, go out and well, I mean, yeah. So you look at what these guys are doing out there every day, and they have the the amount of think about the people that you have that you uh, that you talk with every day, whether it's your your finance guy, whether it's your banker, or whether it's your agronomist, or whether it's uh, I mean, in your case, you do your own trade and those kind of things. But I mean, you, that's because I like to gamble, Casey. <laughs> nothing to do with it. I just I just like the action, dude. But my point is that the number of advisors that, that are on the farm right now, or even guys that are out ranching right now, um, it is, it is, it's mind blowing, right? Um, we have a whole staff of folks on our, on our staff that have everything to do with it. Just focus on technology. That's all they do. Um, whether it's GPS signals or whether it's the moisture probe stuff or soil sampling or grid sampling or test plots or, drone footage to go out and, and look at different heat signatures throughout the crop to know if you've got disease or bugs or whatever it is that you've got out there. I mean, the amount of technology, I mean, you have satellites in the air that, that can that go down and they read what's going on with your crop. Um, yeah, it's just, 
the amount of stuff that we see happening right now in, in as far as technology and how it interacts with food production is it, it, it's just it's uncanny we've never seen that before so we're going to make a, a statement like that that says you know all you got to do is throw a seed down kick a little dirt over it get the garden hose out throw a little water down and wait 110 days and next thing you know you got corn is a is about as ignorant of statement you can make when it comes to being completely disconnected from what goes on around you, especially when you look at, yeah, there might be only 2% of the people that farm in the United States, but those 2% produce 100% of the food we eat. So I, I guess I would I would consider that to be a pretty, uh, um, very much a uh, an industry that we need in the United States to be uh, to be the one superpower that we, that we are. I mean, could you imagine waking up every day wondering if you're going to eat or not? And where you're going to get your next meal from. I mean, that's why we're so concerned about organics or whatever it is. We don't, we have nothing else to worry about other than, you know, what's, what's going on with uh, with the food we eat. So, I, I don't know. I guess my opinion of that is that this guy, uh, Bloomberg, is, once again, you know, whether he's taxing the shit out of sugar or he's uh, taxing salt or whatever it might be, chasing your guns big, down or whatever it might coats. be. This guy, yeah. Yeah, this, this guy is a joke, and, and to make a statement like that is uh, a. You, you need to have more people going into the technology side that supports what's going on in the farm. I guarantee you, this guy does not have, and I'm probably, I'm sure he's probably not going after the state <coughs> fair vote. But uh, this guy's not going to have the state <laughs> fair vote if he's going to be going to ban, you know, 32 ounce cokes and 14 pound turkey legs and you know cotton candy the size of you know. Your head, your head, and all that good stuff. So I, I'm pretty sure he's probably not worried about the state fair vote anyway. But if he was worried, he would be definitely, um, definitely in trouble. So, you know. And before we go any further, let me be the first to say that the farmer is not the only person that has all these kind of stresses. I know that all Absolutely. kinds of different sole proprietors, self entrepreneurs that go and fail and they don't get subsidies. And I know the whole story. So don't even start with. Me thinking that, or any of us here saying that farmers are the only the only people in the world that have all these hard trials and all these hard tribulations, where restaurant people try to go into business and their failure rate is you know more than fifty percent. So before you even don't even because I know we're not the only ones that have troubles like this. So just wanted to go ahead and derail that train before it got on the main rail. So you know stop right there before you go any further. And uh, you know I put on Twitter here uh, was it yesterday. That I said I would love to see, and I know Landon, you, you you're not a cotton guy. Have you ever had cotton? Oh, my dad used to grow it. Okay, yeah, but not, I never have. Well, I put on Twitter yesterday is like I would like to see any dumbass come out and try to uh, get a cotton seed to germinate in cold soil in May in the Texas Panhandle and see if he can get that thing to work. Because let me tell you, it takes a little more than Forrest Gump to pull his head out of his ass, get in a shrimp boat, and hope. For a big hurricane to get all the shrimp up up the seafloor and up into his net, so um, I would just love to see any regular jackass try to get that done. But that's getting really further down the road. So the question, you know, well, you shouldn't be offended, and I don't think we're taking it out of context. And um, so I've got a few questions, and now I've got a few examples of other people who they might think are stupid. So um, let's get into it now. Do you think, how stupid do they think dentists are? Because, I mean, honestly, what does a dentist do? He finds a mouth, he drills a hole, he packs some shit in it, covers it up, and sends them home with a big fat lip. I mean, what is there to being a dentist? It's kind of like planting a seed. Yeah, it is kind of like you throw some water on it and go on. 
I mean, it's hard to teach a dentist to dent. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> you were just dying to get that one in. But you don't, you don't want cold water. <laughs> no, no, cold water sucked. Now, I mean, how hard is it to be a plumber? You find a pipe, it doesn't let water go through. You punch it through, a, uh, punch a hole in it with a big steel rod, and maybe spin it around, and it goes on, and you charge like two hundred and fifty bucks. How hard is it to be a plumber? I mean, honestly. I mean, for me, it would be really hard because I can't even stand hair in my own drain knowing that I came from my family, let alone me. I ain't getting in anybody else's shit. So. That's one thing about a plumber. They got to put up a lot of shit. Ugh, about on a daily basis, no less. <laughs> um, All day, every day. Do you think, how smart do you think the people that actually constructed and built the Hoover Dam could possibly be? I mean, what do you do? You put up a big wall of boards, pour in some concrete, and if a couple of dudes get thrown in there in the midst of it, yeah. oh, well, so what? They make the structural integrity a little bit better, and they don't have to put as much rebar in. I mean, how much of a genius did it take to build the Hoover Dam? Not very much, man. It's pretty simple. No. Just take a, just throw a little, put a blockage in the river or something. So. I mean, if it were me, I would let Larry Bow and Curly go ahead and do a major operation on my lower abdomen, and I would not have any problem with it. Yeah. They could even be hitting each other in the face while they're doing it, and maybe <laughs> watching some Wendy Williams on BET or whatever that TV show is. That's when they. That's when they're sewing uh, me up. Woo, 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 woo. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Neil Armstrong, he wasn't all that smart. He was kind of a simpleton. I mean, what? How do you get to the moon? All you do is go to what fifth grade, sixth grade algebra. And it goes back to that whole, if train A leaves the station at 6 o'clock in Chicago and train B leaves the train station in Las Vegas at 4, where do they meet and when? All he did was take one small step. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to have to write that one down for the next intro. <laughs> small step at 19 minutes and 55 seconds. <laughs> I'm not going to have any drops for myself. <laughs> Now, I mean, honestly, NASCAR drivers, how hard is it to get in the car, put your leg up next to the steering wheel, turn it 20 degrees, and just hold your leg there and go left all day long? Ask Ryan Newman. Ugh. Well, he let us. Le- how smart is he? He left his damn leg off the le- uh, off the wheel, and he went literally over backwards after the biggest, baddest. I mean, I know Trump had a great, amazing flyover, but him trying to emulate it right at that moment... <laughs> Kind of a bad time. That's what he, got. he got distracted <laughs> yeah. by that. That's what happened. Huh? He got distracted by that when he was flying <laughs> over. They, they were still on the big screen. No. Yeah, they were doing that the replay. Happened. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what happened, Casey. Sure. Um, well, when he flew over, they were playing the theme song from uh, Team America. <laughs> America, yeah, coming in to say the mother effing day, yeah. Even even when things are bad, they just sing it slow. America, yeah. <laughs> <F> yeah. <laughs> oh, so that God, puppets. Who would have thought a puppet movie would ever have been funny? <laughs> My God, it was. Yeah. Promise me you'll never die. I can't do that. If you could do that, I was going to make love to you right now. I promise. I will never die. <laughs> oh, man. That is some quality <laughs> cinema entertainment. I cannot believe it didn't get an Oscar, especially with the puppet love scene, which was just beyond the pale. Oh, man. That is a really green shirt you have on. Casey has a really green. Good thing you don't have a green screen on tonight. You would look like, a, you would look like your uh, hostage flag. 
think he, I think uh, everybody. I think he took his earbuds out. He can't hear the damn thing we're saying. Casey is such an awesome guy. Never yeah. mind what I just <laughs> yeah. said. He's uh, with all due respect, <laughs> I didn't say whatever I said just about Casey. Didn't didn't I didn't mean it. My system blew up on me. Jeez, I swear you need, I get some, you need to get some IT tech support up there. So, um, you know, it's a uh, you know getting back to the whole story of this thing. I think everybody needs to chill the hell out. Bloomberg, I think, doesn't have any chance. I mean, Bernie, unless the Democrats do another, I don't know. I guess unless they do another Bernie on him this year, <laughs> um, he's going to have the nomination probably, and it ought to be a. And I'll go ahead and timestamp this. Bernie gets the nomination. It might be a Trump landslide because ain't nobody ready for that. No. Even if Idaho does absorb Oregon and they get a couple of their electoral votes, it's still going to be completely awesome. Well, guys, we hope you all enjoyed this somewhat serious panel on Bloomberg and the idiots that he thinks we are. So, uh, Casey Seymour, once again, thanks for coming on and uh, adding to the panel here. And uh, Landon Nolan is with me as always. Landon, where do they, everybody, I don't think you told everybody where to find you, not that they don't already know. I'm at no twit Landon 44 And that's right, and I'm at Trader Brent, and of course, Casey Seymour is at Moving Iron LLC, and go ahead and check out his 15,000th 15, <laughs> edition of the Grand Solar Minimum, and spark plug <laughs> updates with the Hot Rod Farmer. They get so much tail. Guys, until next time, we hope y'all stay safe out there and keep those spark plugs hot. And we'll ask you, what side of the line are you on? The north side. The Dry Line Farmer Podcast brought to you by... Hey, stupid. This fall on Fox. The Dry Line Farmer Podcast. All rights reserved 2020. And a member of the Global Ag Network.